You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Hey, Grow Talk guys, Grow Talk Mondays, fun days. Let's talk about growing your own cannabis, people. Are you ready, Scotty? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Got the bong packed, man. Ooh, I did not. Did not hit my fresh packed bowl yet. Yeah. I got too excited to start the show. I'll have to sneak it in. I'm one bong hit uh, deep, homie. Got 11 Grow Talk questions today. If you guys want to submit your own, going over to dudegrows.com and just hit the submit. It is now the submit button. All right. It's nothing to do other than just putting a question in. You don't have to submit to anything else. <laughs> but once you click submit, you'll be able to click a question. It looks like some of you guys have been putting a few things, uh, grow questions through the click here for help tab. That is strictly for technical issues, technical difficulties. So Right. little website stuff, man. That goes right to the webmaster. Yes, yes. Which, thank so, God, it's not me anymore, man. Did you have a good weekend, man? Do anything fun? Uh, yeah, man. Did a little uh, little skateboard uh, longboarding yesterday with my daughter. Went and found ourselves a really cool hill and uh, spent a couple hours just carving down it. Uh, that was a joy. Uh, did get really iry and go to the uh, trampoline. What is it? What is that place called? The Bounce House Trampoline Park with, with my kid down, as well. Down by me, it's called... Uh jump street yeah fly high we got here man and just yeah had a really fun time with the kids and they were like (laughs) you know my wife brought us there my wife was just kind of chilling and they were like all right how many are jumping man they they had one and i go fuck no man i'm jumping man two and we now did you get high before you went jumping ripped tore the fuck (laughs) up man and like i said i was uh they didn't have no cool dj man but we were in there pegging people with dodgeball and stuff you know it's just so much fun man it just you know it's so much fun that uh you know spend time with your kids man and to let them know that you you know that that you were a kid once that you remember what it's like to be a kid being so stiff around your kid all the time man i don't know man it's nice when it's nice when you let them know that you're uh that you were just like them one day <laughs> hell yeah uh How about you brother oh uh, just doing johnny johnny homeowner as i say but you know it's like getting that winter readiness we got a winter storm coming into colorado tonight i actually i don't know i just started doing you know i had a, a friend help me out we got the front and the back deck stained we got the garage cleaned i got my board waxed professionally tuned nice um got the leaves cleaned up ready for it to snow man i wanted to get all that shit done so i didn't have to think about it and uh now i'm ready now i guess i'm ready for some snowboarding yeah man i'm kind of jealous man i was talking to uh i was checking out the google plus group and ib high was talking about how he has already been snowboarding already man like he'd been up there to the mountain already his season has started he's got day one and two down in the books man (laughs) yeah that's badass man i I, I want to get my ass up there myself man 
how convenient and simple it was to go snowboarding without kids, without anything, without, you know, just... I'm out, man. I'm out. I'm going boarding. Right. You now know, it's, that's, now, <laughs> I have to come up with a master plan now. The master plan is it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. You know what I mean? You just be like, <laughs> hey, babe, I'm uh, actually at Winter Park and I'm going to spend a night here. Sorry. I'll be back tomorrow yeah. to feel the wrath. Well, you uh, <laughs> listeners that sent in uh, sticker and shotgun shell requests, I have 17 emails and the oldest one dating back to november 9th here which isn't too bad i'm gonna get those some of those out for you guys hopefully everybody got their guardian um scotty's on the uh to-do list for uh the grow more full nutrient pack giveaway i got it out man. there i got the best uh text a couple days ago man it was through the dgc grapevine man and it was uh, a, a dgc member my buddy don who's just moving out here man and he goes the grapevine says you need someone to help make recharge and i was like really so we're having a, a big packaging party tomorrow man where we're going to uh we're going to uh get it all together man hopefully it don't snow too bad man home you can get in and out of here but we, we're gonna package up some recharge and get everything caught up and shipped up man so i'm really excited to have a little bit of help man sucks being a Hells, yeah. chief uh, what is it chef cook and bottle washer is that how it goes man something like that yeah i think Speaking i fucked of it the up DGC, man, <laughs> you guys, uh, don't forget good way to uh you know have a, i think we're getting rid of the uh i don't know support's fine but i like the value for value i'm stealing it from scotty fuck yeah become a member of dude grows man 995 a month you know there's no commitment if you say screw this man i don't like being in there you just cancel it out no big deal it's all through paypal gets you 30 percent off on all recharge though so i mean if you're buying recharge bam pays for itself as well as I'm going to add some member deals in there. I'll announce it uh, officially when they're in there. Some, some, you know, it's like the hottest deals you can get. I got RX Green Solution two-part bases. I want to get some of that out to you guys to where it's like you can just go in there with your member coupon on different promos. When these companies are hooking us up, we want to hook you back up. Um, and, of course, I always have a little bit of swag. Right now I'm still sending out for some new members. Uh, I got Transport from Optic Foliar. Shotgun shells recharge and a few stickers. That's kind of like your welcoming package if you want me to mail you something. And it does not come from Dude Grows, I'll have you know. It does come from Gringo Diablo LLC. <laughs> nice. Which, nice. Which we might change to DGC LLC if I can do that. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? I actually did some kind of cool little announcement for anybody that uses the website, the dudegrows.com. Um, we've got that point system there. We call Nugs. You earn Nugs by, uh, you know, looking at posts by commenting uh, to make a new post is 250 nugs or to make a meme 250 nugs so it's real easy to start accumulating them and then uh, you're able to now go trade them for uh, like a store credit coupon over at real growers so you can convert your nugs into spendable real bucks and uh, yeah all automated shit works I was on with a shout out to Gabe who is a, a new DGC that has been uh, helping us get the website together it's, it's nice when you meet uh, <laughs> all types of people. So Gabe is definitely looking to learn how to grow, and uh, he's glad to help us with our website in exchange, man. So 
nice to meet nice to meet those type of people but anyway we worked on it all weekend long uh we've, we've got that going uh go check it out dudegrows.com i'm sorry realgrowers.com slash nugs that's how you can just trade them in and make yourself a coupon and get yourself free stuff and uh it actually reminds me of a funny story who was it man somebody oh, it was digger it was just like oh man this is this works man i tested it it works but i feel like i'm ripping scotty off man you know just getting shit for free and i, I was like no problem at all but it reminded me man of dude the post office is now ripping scotty off man i've gotten like three packages man where the guys get uh they, they get everything but what's in the package like somebody's stealing the recharge out of the post office and then they're taping the shit back <laughs> up and they're sending it along man I, I have to apologize to sling blade who's a badass man i really was trying to impress him guy was nice enough to uh to uh, buy a recharge off me, man. And the first one, I, I uh, my, my wife messed up and mailed it to the wrong place. But the second one, I swear to God, somebody slit the package, took the recharge out. And more insulting, though, they sent the package along, man. <laughs> you know? So it's um Yeah. Let me, let, me, let me just make, yeah. It's like the icing on the cake. Yeah. So it's unbelievable, man. So, you know. Anyway, man, don't don't feel like you're stealing from Scotty, uh, a digger, because uh, the post office already beat you to it, brother. <laughs> but it's all good. I couldn't be happier, man. I was so we we worked uh, on this all weekend uh, on the website and got everything working. There's a new submit form that uh, seems to work a bit better. You can upload images and all that. Um, but I couldn't be more proud of what what we're doing here, man. It is becoming a great resource. You just you know, with the catalog of shows that we've got going, and then uh, uh, everybody chiming in and, and letting us know their favorite segments and whatnot, and we're producing that. Man, I'm totally psyched with what this has become. It's entertaining for me, keeping me company in the grow room, man. Yeah. All right. I like it, man. Go spend your uh, your nugs. That's what you're calling them. No. Hey, every now and again, you got to convert some nugs to cash. You know what I'm saying, man? All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's take, uh, before we get into it, man, throw a jam in here. Enjoy, enjoy a tune. I don't know, uh, I don't have any requests. Just throw something good in here. We'll be back with 10, 11, 12, whatever. A bunch of grow talk about growing your own herb, people. You got it, man. Seeds. Come on, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. for you in every kind of weather Growing weed gives me a natural kind of high I planted cameras so I can keep out all unwanted company and some booby traps to make them fools remember you rip the doctor off cut your way into the greenhouse of your brother you claim it's for the weed you love but stealing from your neighbors it's a special kind of scum now you didn't have to stoop so low cut the buds before the trichomes even change their colors you're building bad karma bro sneaking around at midnight in your neighbors grow Don't be sneaking round at midnight in your neighbor's grow. Don't be sneaking round. 
get into I don't know talking about how much light you need how much light do you really need for a 4 by 4 area how much is so, too much Max Lumens is what he wants to know here um, is that his real name let's see, do, yes this is <laughs> Mr. Lumens uh, this is in from uh, let's see here sorry guys I got a Windows 10 machine now that I'm pretty much getting dialed in but sometimes it throws me for a loop this is from Space Cowboy 207 yeah all right, so uh, real simple. Is there a minimum, maximum on lumens? He says he runs a 600-watt HBS in a 4x4 closet. Uh, yes, no, and that's good. All right, next question. <laughs> no, man, you know what's funny is that uh, we both know the uh, Hordalux rep, uh, Tyler, who when I think of lighting, you know, I think of guys that, that really technically trained uh, uh, experts in lighting or authorities in lighting. Uh, he's one of the first guys that comes to mind. Uh, I think like the Hordalux guys really get schooled when they get uh, hired where they have to go to, they, they get trained like a motherfucker, man. He's the guy that busts out the McGree curve on me all the time, man. But um, I called him up, man. He was, not, he was nice enough to call me right, you know, to uh, talk to me for a little bit. And he explained, he goes, hey, man, don't... Uh, uh, worry about lumens, man. He goes, you know the line, man. Lumens are for humans, man. He he goes, what you're worried about are watts, basically, you know. And, and you always hear par or par watts, um, but just basically watts is what he was saying. He says you can take like, uh, you can easily figure out your watts per square foot. I mean, just think about you know, like a five by five is twenty five square foot. You know, you got a thousand watts covering twenty five square foot. You know, it's about 40 watts per square foot. You know, if you got a, uh, you know, if it's covering a four by four, it's what, like 62, 62.5 watts per square foot. You know, so the the best range, you know, where you're going to get the best value is between 35 and 50 watts per square foot, according according to, to Hordelux. So that means... What would you say, 35 to 50 per square foot? Yeah, yeah. So that means that um, I'm taking like a... Uh, let's see what we got. Like a four by four, we'll say. That's sh- that should that's right in that range. Yeah. F- well, I guess a four by four of a thousand is sixty two five. So it's a, it's a little bit higher. Um, point is that you can go higher on this thing and get more bud, but you're going to get diminishing returns. And what that means is you're going to get l- less bud per watt when you go higher. I don't know if even that's the right way to say it. What I mean is if you were to just set it up. 50 watts per square foot, and this is all coming from him. You know, I haven't really ingested this and 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 done too much of my own uh, critique. 50 watts it. per square foot would be like what, 800 watts or something, right? We're yeah, the four by four area. Yeah, so I tell you, with a thousand watt, a four by four is 62 and a four by four area is 62 and a half uh, square foot, a watts per square foot rather. Okay. You know, so that's uh that's on the higher side. You know, of course, we all know that a thousand covering a four by four rocks it the fuck out. You know, I think what he's saying that that's too much, though. That's too. I wouldn't put a thousand in a four by four. Really? I just. I mean, you're. I don't know. Okay, okay. I guess it's. It's just five by five would be better for me. That that six hundred and a four by four. That's what they say. Put a thousand watt over a four by four tray. Right. 
right? right. But I'm going to have at least a five by five canopy. If we're talking just the got, sheer okay, walls, I get, most yeah, people have I got you, okay. their four by four trays out in an open area or not, you know in a, in right. a grow room. You're right. But if the wall is sheerly right there at the four foot mark, like a, you know, then I wouldn't do a thousand. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Sh- sure. Know. Over four by four tray. That's what I'm saying. A four by four tray. But yeah, and a thousand watt okay. covers a five by five area. That's about forty watts per square foot. So yeah, exactly what you're thinking. He's saying thirty five to fifty watts per square foot. Thousand watt covering a five by five is about forty watts per square foot. So it makes sense. Can you put in more? Yeah. Um, you know, here's a thousand covering a four by four, sixty two and a half at. At a certain point, though, man, you're putting more energy in there and you're not getting as much output uh, as you should for the amount of energy going in there. And that's where that's what diminishing returns means. It means you do better to set up another light on another tray at between 35 and 50 watts per square foot than you are to start trying to bomb that one tray with 75 uh you know, watts per square foot or something really super, super heavy like that. And there yeah. is a such thing as too much light. When I first moved here, man, I was so ambitious and I set up nine lights in an eight by eight room, 9,000 watts. And my <laughs> yeah, plants fucking bit, hated it, man. They hated it. I went down to six lights and I was, you know, 6,000 watts in an eight by eight and <laughs> they grew pretty dank. Uh, so yeah, just something to think about, man. And he, I'm talking, uh, straight down you know when you do vertical lights and those bare bulb lights it's a little bit different uh-huh right on right on well uh i think we answered i would like i said keep it how i keep it how you're running now man if you got a 604 by four unless you're talking the tray um you're good to go but he said tent you know grow area so right uh you know another option could be potentially man i mean like i'd almost keep in mind when you can always split lights too which is nice to do to spread like i'd probably rather run either I don't know if I would totally agree on this statement. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was going to say two 400s or two 600s instead of a 1,000. Obviously, two 600s is way too much for your room. A 1,000 is. If you wanted to upgrade, um, yeah, I wouldn't. i just stick where you're at, man. Keep keep that 600-watt jamming in there, and uh, you're good to go. Yeah, I think you got it right on, man. I think you are right in that range, man. What about two 400s, though? 800 watts in a 4x4. Four four. That might be aight. I don't think a 4x4 four four area is enough room to hang two lights. You know, I think a 4x4 four yeah. four is just a perfect setup for one light, man. Yeah. And then and then you True start that. thinking about the, you know, lights like the 400-watt Spectrum King. You know a fucking 400-watt Spectrum King is going to light up a 4x4 four four area pretty damn well. And that's four, you know, that throws off the whole watts <laughs> per square foot thing so i guess the watts per square foot thing is only for uh for hid man you know all bets are off when you go into the uh led yeah yeah all right you're you still there i'm listening man i'm here man okay i'm getting coco cool. loco move, bro move forward to the coco loco coco nutrient dose guys using coco loco i've definitely <laughs> used this product um for a while it's got you know you can see here in the picture and which reminds me, if you guys want to see any of these posts we're talking about, just go over to dudegrows.com, go to show 170, and you'll be able to see all these links. And if you know something about it, make a comment. Uh, Coco Loco has Aqua Supremo or Supreme in it. Do you see that? I don't. That's like their own little trademark, Aqua Supreme. All right. Um, and you know, maybe that's part of the reason that you heard me bitching a little bit about how much I'm having to water my cocoa now. Um, using that Coco Loco, it did retain uh, a bit of water. Maybe that's because of the Aqua Supreme. What is but Aqua Supreme? Fox- I, don't, I don't even know what that means, man. It's trademarked. It's a, it's yeah. a thing? It's a, an additive that they put in there? 
Um, I believe so. It's definitely some sort of additive. I was thinking of when I thought of it like that, like maybe gel stuff or something. Or uh, um, I don't like that gel stuff for cannabis, man. But I didn't. I didn't see any of that in there when I when I used it. Um, as far as you know, what uh, what it had in there. I'm trying to look it up right now, actually, because I'm curious too. I think it's some for- type of natural product. No, no. Regardless, sounds like a, a branding opportunity to me. Hey, let's get this cocoa core and we'll call it Aqua Supreme, man. Yeah, the Aqua <laughs> means water. Actually, on their site. It says it's it's Aqua Supremo. That's what I thought Supre- it said. I thought it said Supremo. Uh, Supremo. Oh, so, <laughs> so now I get it, man. I didn't realize it was imported, man. Uh, all it says is coconut core, Aqua, Aqua Supremo. Plants grown in Coca Local will not require water as often as your usual potting mix. Whether you're growing in hanging baskets, vertical gardens, containers, or seedling trays, extend your watering schedule. In most climates, every two to three days will be enough. Always adjust your water in okay? case. So, yeah, but it doesn't say exactly. Yeah, what, what are they what talking about? Are they talking about for guys, you know, office plants, you know, house plants or something like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I watered with and when I used it once every uh, three days. Regardless, let me read the question. Let me see. Let me get back on task. Yes, sir. Man. Uh, hey, dude, and Scotty was listening to the show today and happened to hear dude say he's been messing around with some cocoa. More specifically, Coco Loco. This caught my interest more as I've been looking at doing um, at doing runoff the Coco Loco as well. Dude, as I, I don't know. That's in there a little weird. Doing thing. run, doing job. runs of the Coco Loco as well. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Doing runs of the Coco Loco. You got my only dilemma is I'm not sure about. Shh, I'm not sure about the nutrient dose since the cocoa also has, and this is what's you know enriched a little in the Coco Loco guano worm castings. Uh, humus and other you ingredients. You wanted to say hummus, and you know it, man. I know, I'm not, but I didn't <laughs> want to get hungry. And other ingredients and beneficials. Since there's also, and um, since these are also included in the mix, would you still run half strength, just like any test in new soil? And if success would run you closer to full dose, I have always grown in soil and never went about above or went about three fourth of the recommended dose. Just wanted to see if your personal experience, what your personal experience has been. Love having the new episode of Dude Grows every other day. It's just enough in time. It's just enough to time in between to not go crazy waiting for the next show. All right, all right word. Thanks, man. Thanks for all you do for the cannabis community. I've made a better grower and uh, more alert to what's happening in the world weekly with this week in cannabis Friday show. Coco Loco, man. Well, I can tell you, I don't mind the mix. I do think now that I'm noticing when I'm watering with regular cocoa that I should be getting better performance because I'm watering more frequently and less to always keep that, you know, fine aerated. Like you can't put too much in there because I'm, I'm learning the runoff, even though my cocoa's now not cocoa loco, but my can of cocoa sure. is holding water a little better, but there is, it is enriched a little, right? I wouldn't look at the way cocoa loco is enriched to be something like, I mean, Fox farms, ocean forest is more enriched. If you put a seedling or like a cut into it, I mean, you could use plain water for, you know, about three, four, five, five waterings before you start to deplete what's for in it. For Coco Loco, you're and saying? Yeah. Wow. Even, and then if, if you go at transplant, and if you're transplanting, let's say, into a three, five, whatever, this is your transplant for flowering, uh, and you want to just, you know, run your newts at half strength for after transplant for two, three waterings, that's fine, too. You're not going to – you shouldn't see deficiencies because of what's in there. But it's not meant to be any, like a feeding soil by any means. So – uh, otherwise, man, depending, I don't know what nutrients you're using. I always, yeah, it's you know, a big also, deal. You know, I mean, it really, you know, how do we know what strength? You know, like canna, you can pretty much use that shit pretty full strength, you know. But, uh, you know, I know, I think like advancing things like that, you definitely have to cut those. So it really doesn't matter what kind of newt you're using. 
Yeah. So, you know, let us know what new you're using, but just be, uh, you're not going to burn like Coco Loco is not hot enough to say you're going to have any issues there. Yeah. I don't and think it sounds like you got problems, it right, man. Guano, a little bit of guano in there, some castings. I put castings in my cocoa, you know, and I, and I water, uh, you know, I do feed 800 parts per million and not, not super hot, man. And that's what you want to be doing anyway. Not worrying about strength, but worrying about parts per million. Yeah, you know you can mix exactly. Yeah, you can mix your newts at full strength if you got a you know a, a reservoir. You got a fifty-five gallon drum, you know, fill it up to to forty gallons. You know, mix it up at, at full strength, and then if it's at eleven hundred parts per million or something really hot, shit, just turn on the you know the water and and dilute dilute it down a little bit more till it's eight or nine hundred or wherever you think it should be. You know, you got the same constant, uh, the same, uh, what do they call it? You know, nutrients in there, just a little bit lighter of a concentration. Same ingredients, lighter concentration. So, yeah, same proportions. That's what I wanted to say, <laughs> man. But you shouldn't have any issues. I'm, I'm excited now to see what the, uh, what the difference will, the end difference will be. Like I said, with the uh, straight cocoa with no aqua, so primo. Uh, but you got to be around, man. I am getting a little bit. Uh, concerned i'm gonna have to plan ahead i don't know just for the strict reason if i'm gonna stick i'm gonna have to amend the cocoa i think because the times it's gonna be more stressful like i said either hook up a watering system which actually it's not a bad idea um or you know drain to waste or you know figure something out that's the only negative i see but i'm liking it so far and this rx green we're going into day eight of bloom with rx green solutions a and b um, we'll talk more about that. Uh, what's going on in my What's going on in my grow on Wednesday show? Yo, so far, man, I, th- I think I'm digging. Yeah, yo, yo, what? If, you listen, if you're just putting uh, A and B in there, RX Green Solutions A and B, why don't you just set up your Bluemonts? You had a, a blue, nice Bluemont set up. You could just set that up with a reservoir, raise the, raise the reservoir up, let gravity do its thing, and let those Bluemonts water your cocoa. I've done it before. This shit works, man. Yeah, good point. I mean, it's definitely very. I mean, when you mix up A and B in solution, it doesn't look like just looks like water still. So yeah, and when we're talking about these uh, Bluemonts, these are it's a company, Trump Bluemont. We actually should get them to uh, put a, a text link on our on, on our site, man, because it's pretty interesting things, man. Um, it's like this little ceramic tensiometer, man, a little ceramic you know thing that a water detector or a moisture detector, and it just opens and closes its little pores. You know, these it, it actually opens and closes this, uh, uh, like pinches off a little um, uh, hose. And it's just real gentle, man. Like a little diaphragm swells up, pinches off the hose when it's, you know, when it doesn't swell or when it becomes unswollen. Uh, it just starts dripping uh, water. And you can use like salt-based nutrients with it. Nothing too gummy. But you can use salt-based nutrients with it, man. So uh, it keeps plants at the perfect moisture all the time, man. And I, I found them to... Uh, you know, they take a little bit of tweaking to get to work, but I find them to work really good. And it's a little bit more constant than a uh, than than a drip system. And no pumps, no power needed at all, man. You can do this shit out in the uh, out in the woods, man. Just use gra- yeah, the use gravity. Yeah, my my god, my my driveway, my driveway garden. They grew some awesome tomatoes and peppers along. So I might look at that. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll see. Um. All right. We'll go on to what you got. Next man. question. Uh, before I do, I got. Also, I'm. You know, I told you guys I'm gonna be kicking out the source vapes, man. If you need a vape, go to source vapes, please. They've been uh, stepped up, hooked us up with some pens. Scotty's hooked up. Do we have any other pens of theirs that we're gonna give out or anything? Yeah, man. We or, we do have to come up with a uh, with with a uh, contest. Definitely, man. I get. We already did one. Uh, I I did. What's it called? I did a couple things that I got set up. So let's make something up, man. 
What you got, man? I won't do it on the fly, but stay tuned Wednesday, man. We're going to pick something and some reason to give away a uh, Orb 3 vaporizer, man. Pretty badass, man. I think they're about, the ones that we got are all loaded with uh, all the different atomizers and everything. It's like, I think it's a signature kit or something or the pre, I don't know. It's like that $80 kit that they got over there and uh, they're nice. So you're going to give away the Orb 3 kit? Yep. Does it have a, ba- it's the full pen? Is it the battery it's and the everything? the pen, the battery. Oh shit. Yeah, that's a nice yeah, that, one. That's like the $130 kit or something. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's the one I gave you, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to check, man. But uh, we definitely got a few to give away. So we're giving them away. That's for sure. And, uh, I was actually partying, doing some uh, some Scrabble, man, playing some Scrabble over the weekend. <laughs> you like that? Partying, playing Scrabble. Yeah, that sounds like um, an oxymoron, bro. And uh, hey, I actually beat my wife for the first time in a long time. So it but sounds like a personal was, problem. In the vape pen, passing this shit around and et cetera, and had another friend, you know, a friend over, and I'm really trying to get her to enjoy the vape pen because right now she just takes shatter. And she tops her bowls with it. Like, okay, I think it'll be way more efficient if you just used a vape pen. Right. Um, and uh, she had that, she had everything but the battery. But she's like, oh, I'll and I was all stoked. I'm like, I'll go on Source Vape right now and I'll just order you a battery. I'll use coupon code DUDE because that'll give me a discount and it makes whatever, makes me look better for them. And I just went, zoomed through checkout, didn't even put in the coupon code. I'm like, man, that's what happens when you drink, play Scrabble, and hit the vape pen. But anyway. Nice going, dude. Coupon code dude over there, guys, sourcevapes.com. If you need an atomizer, five packs, all kinds of shit. I'm getting hip, man. I'm learning all this. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're cool enough to save the DGC 10%. Just use coupon code dude, man. All right, now let's go to the next Grow Talk question here. And I have number three light leaks. People worrying about the light leaks. That shit to worry about, man. This is weird. I'm like managing an Internet Explorer window and a Chrome browser window and some recording, some high-tech recording software. What's going on? Dude, you need to simplify, bro. Simplify, man. I like the challenge. It makes me feel like I'm flying. That's why I always said when you drive, even driving cars, like you should, they should have it so you have to do more stuff. Flip switches and monitor this and do, you know, keep you involved in what's going on. I mean, planes used to be like that. Now, you know, the pilot, I think, just hits go. (laughs) And, and you know, even the big, you can take over at any time, but I want to be monitoring shit. Flipping switches, as I say. Uh, So light leaks in the grow room. I plan on using your perpetual grow room setup. Mine, huh? I don't know about mine. And uh, it says, I'm not growing perpetually right at this exact moment. Both of my bloom rooms are in the exact same time, which makes for a lot of work at some point. But uh, he's a first-time grower. I'll be using two grow tents. My concern is that if the veg room light is ducted into the flower room light, won't the light travel through the connected ducting to the flower room light? Yep. I'm using a cool tube reflector with HPS lights. What will happen? Uh, Do you have any ideas? This is from Philippe. This is from who? Philippe. Oh, nice. Yo, what's up, Philippe? Hey, um, Uh, yeah, man. Go ahead. You you have to uh, use angles. You have to, like, uh, I'll use between one room and the other room. I know it's it's not a f- super efficient, but you use elbows, these big like eight inch elbows. And if you connect one elbow and then another one, it creates a, a 90 degree turn and the light doesn't penetrate through that. So the just don't run straight shots as much as I understand that everyone tells you you have to run a straight shot with your ducts because, uh, you know, because of light leaks or whatever. But if you don't, if you curve 
them a little bit. Um, and you can even do this, you know, like a, a real slow 90 degree curve. You don't even need an elbow. Like for example, in vegetative, I have my lights facing, you know, one direction I'll say, and then I have them facing per a perpendicular direction in flowering. So as they go through veg, they have to turn, uh, you know, get hooked up and then they turn again. Uh, and maybe I'll go and make a video of this. It might not be too too easy to explain. Well, which words. is very inefficient for CFM, I, but if you're not having an issue of CFMs and et cetera, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Like at all. I, it's easy enough to do. Yeah, I understand the, that the efficiency problems, and that's why I try to do these long sweeping turns. You don't even necessarily need to use like an elbow, which is a tight turn, and that's probably what they're talking about when they're talking about you. Every time, every elbow that you add to a piece of eight inch ductwork adds like seventy five feet. You know, as, you know, like. Uh, it, it's it would feel like uh, you're adding 75 feet more of duct to the uh, uh, what's it called to, to the uh, motor or the fan. I, mm -hmm. I understand that, but first off, all these fans like a can fan and shit like that. I'm using a can, uh, what a Max Eight, you know, uh, plot, oh, what, not a, not a Pro. What are the ones we got? Do we got Pros? What's yeah. what's the middle Max one, man? Pros. I haven't. I've, I haven't thought, even thought about it in a while. There's the Max Eight. Max. What is there's the yeah, Max there's regular Max yep. Eight. Then what's the one? That's the one that I got, man. Then there's a Pro Max Eight, which has a three speed on right. it. And then I believe there's also another Max Eight that's just not a Pro with a three speed. Yeah, that's, that's the one I got. So man. I can't. I cannot remember. Gotcha. I cannot remember the name. You're not. You don't. You don't. You're not Pro. <laughs> you know what? The Pro. It seemed like the only difference was a UL listing. And I swear to God, the the middle the middle one they got. And I, dude, they're gonna freaking take back all the fans they gave us for not even remembering this shit man <laughs> but uh yeah there, that that one actually had more cfm than the pro you know i think that the reason the pro is pro is because it's ul listed so that when it get the buildings get inspected when you have a building inspector and a fire marshal come in that's why you need that pro but man i can't what are the plus or whatever man that thing fucking hums man Anyway, I got those pushing, so I don't have to worry about uh, overpowering my fan. So I'm not afraid to just do some wide sweeping turns. You know what I mean? Like maybe it'll take, I'll, I'll come in and it'll go take about eight foot of duct for me to turn 90 degrees. But that's enough for the. Why don't you move your fan, man? This light doesn't travel through fans probably that well. You could also consider moving your fan, right? I, you could move your fan in between the hoods. I have my in, fan in line. Yep. Yeah, I definitely do that in between um, uh, the last flowering room, you know, the front flowering room, and the, and the, uh, that's the one that I make sure I curve on. Then the next one, that's where I've got my fans, and then the fans are pushing out the last flowering room. So, yeah, that's definitely something you can do as well. But it's just not that. Yeah, I think that would block almost all that you needed if you could figure out a way to put your fan, yeah, just in between your hoods, and then you should be good to go. Yeah, but consider hanging your hoods, your veg hoods perpendicular to, you know, when I say that, I mean, you know, where the ducts are coming out of of your fan, of your uh, hoods. If you hang the, the veg hoods perpendicular to how you're hanging your flowering hoods, then you should have to make a natural long sweeping uh, bend in order to hook up to them, and that should keep the light from penetrating. Ten six. All right, let's move on to uh, Canaterra nutrients. All right, man. I've never used, never used Canaterra, but it but, gives, it, uh, gives an opportunity to try to figure out. Like I used to never really understand all the different cannas. You know, like can what is it? Aquas, Aquas, and Terra, and all that shit. And I think you got to speak some kind of other language. I don't know if it's, if it's Italian or what, but 
uh, maybe it's Spanish, man. But, you know, he's, it's a aqua is, you know, for hydroponics, man. It's for water. There's a terra. That's for soil. You know, like terra, I think it means earth, you know. Like, I got the cocoa. That's for cocoa. There's a substra, which is for uh, rock wool. You know, they call rock wool a substrate, you know. So, man, I don't know. It got a little code going there, man. But so what do we got here? <laughs> terra? All right. Oh. Just started to snow, folks. Uh-oh. All right. Oh, you know, if you didn't know, it just started to snow. And if you want the real quick, which I don't do that often, weather update for Loveland Pass. Nobody 40, cares. Four, four to eight inches tonight, up to sixteen inches overnight, and then tomorrow another three to five. All right, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I get excited about accumulation. And, and, and what does that mean? That means that you ain't showing up, ain't show up for the show on Wednesday, or what, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might get going Wednesday. We'll figure it out. Nice. All right, let's go on. What to the Canatera? I got distracted. I got excited about. I got old man winter up in me. Not literally. Anyway, all right, Canatera nutrients. This is. Uh, and from Steve, I believe, he says, I just used third, my 30% discount on another pound of recharge. Hell yeah. Right. I realized he hadn't, <laughs> he hadn't sent his new member email. He says, thanks for the show. I have a question. Uh, do you know how I could, how low I could go with can of nutrients and additives? So I think what he's, you know, he's meaning on how, like low end of the PPM. Okay, charter, sure. You know, strength. Sure. I might have bought, not like Limbo, I might have bought the can of line and went through a good $200 worth of newts in a month. I wish I had, wait, he goes, I wish I had seven autoflowers in the ground getting watered with canna nutrients five days a week, four to five gallons a day, mixed at the minimum levels, according to the grow chart. I imagine my plants will look great. So he's kind of looking for advice and just, you know, how low can you feed? I mean, you're buying some premium nutrients. He says he has seven autoflowers in the no, ground. No, like he did not say that at all. He says he wish he had them, man. You know, that could, that could oh, be in a dream okay. or something like that, man, you know? I mean, if you have seven plants in the ground, I had a dream. Outside, I had a Ferrari. You know, don't mean I got one. I mean, the way I've been in it's the same way. I, I don't know a lot about Canaterra. I would be using different nutrients. If I'm using Canaterra nutrients, I'm using their their the Canaterra mix as well. Like I'm a match their nutrients, just like you do with Canna A and B and their cocoa. But I would I would be using the uh, yeah the Canaterra potting mix. You know, which is a peat mix of some sort. They're, it's all but, meant to go to weather. But in they're harmony. in the ground though. Per- in the ground yeah it's just how my brain works dude it's just what i've been told we gotta get canaman i think canaman's running around colorado we gotta get him back up on the show um yeah but yeah well, I, but he can use a very first off use more recharge i don't know if recharge is, is cheaper than the canna <laughs> there's a quote right there first off use more but recharge. i'm saying he's already using a, t- a bunch of recharge i'm not trying you know i'm not i'm preaching to the choir here man but you can use a little bit more recharge keep that keep as much of that nutrition in there as possible um and and use a little bit and use on the lower end of canna so what i do is i use a shitload of recharge and i use uh 10 mils per gallon of a and b that's what i use as far as canna goes and i don't know my shit seems to last me a while man I don't know if you're in Colorado, man. Waiter Gross got canna for fucking fifty bucks uh, for five liters, man. For the A and B, so ten bucks a liter. So shit ain't that expensive, man. And that's before the yeah, deep no, discount, man. I just don't know. I I don't know enough to recommend to say canna terra is good for in ground. Um, sure. And there are a lot of very. I mean, once you get outside in ground, there's a lot of very affordable options if you need them with. Uh, guanos and top dressing with this. watering them in in ground with uh with nutrients five days a week 
you know, that's uh, four to five gallons a day. Got, okay, I'm just saying that's a, a decent amount of times that you're watering with nutrition. You could probably water them with nutrition three days a week and uh, just do a plain recharge watering or recharge and, uh, you know, I'm just thinking maybe some of the grow more additives or something like that, but just some additives a couple days a week or some organics a couple days a week, something inexpensive. That kelp and fish is really cool. Um, you know, a, a product yeah, that's like a good that. idea, man. Get the... Uh... That's like get the diversity going yeah, on. Yeah, you don't need to be watering far, the so same shit in five days a week, man. I'd be switching it up. Canna's a good base. Do canna even if you did canna two or three days yep. a week, and then the other day you do a little fish and kelp or a little something else. You're getting the high, the synthetic, natural organic blend of all kinds of good things, and uh, and then just learn how to watch your plant. I mean, plants can get pretty damn hungry outdoors if that's the case. Uh, if you're indoors and we're just misunderstanding the question, same thing, man. Just you could typically. Plants will tell you, obviously, when they're getting hungry. I screwed it up bad one time when I thought it was another problem, and I was just underfeeding, and it was having uh, phosphorus deficiency, I believe. And then I even did I screwed it up more and said, I don't know what's going on. So I flushed them, and then they really got pissed. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, man, if you keep track of it, you can look back. Use a nutrient chart, a nutrient log. I'm trying to get some available to the DGC. This company had some called the Chronic Gardener. It's a great little book. Oh, I, got, I still um, use mine, man. I love that thing. <laughs> I tried to order more, but I think they're out of business or something. But anyway, uh, if you still you do still have one, I do have one, yeah. Oh, if you have some blank sheets, you should scan one and send it to me. I might maybe come up with something creative. Well, you want to get sued, man? Yeah, I'll tell them <laughs> what I'm doing if I can't buy them. Anyway, keep track of what you're doing so you can go back and look at. Oh, I fed this. Must I fed this much? You're typically not going to have. You know, you're not going to see huge deficiencies right away when you're feeding light, and then boost it up a little bit and mix in some other stuff. Canna isn't the like you know least expensive line by any means, but they got some stuff dialed in. Yeah, I'd say three right. times a week. Monday, you know, every I don't know. I get what Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now you have to go more, but I don't know. You know, two days. Yeah, you know, maybe skip two days. Uh, let's see what you could do, man. If you do Canna Monday, and I guess you need to water every single day. I mean, a lot of times I don't find that okay. Five days a week out of seven, so he's almost watering every single day. Yeah. You know what, man? Switch it down to do it three days a week instead of five days and just do recharge and some organics uh, uh, in the middle, and I think you'd be all right, man. A nice heavy recharge day on Tuesdays and, and Thursdays and, and Saturdays. Yeah, man. Actually, that does. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd do that. That's three days a week. Three days a week. It's about six days of watering. Three recharges and three, uh, uh, and, and three cannas. I think that'd be all right. All right. Good recommendation. All right. Let's get another one in here before we do anything else. All right. We got one here. Pimpin' a Grow, man. This is from Straight Nugs. So Straight Nugs is talking about all kinds of good stuff. I just titled it Pimpin', Pimpin a Grow. Um, so he gets into, yo, dude. Yo. I heard most recent podcasts talking about Cocoa Runoff. This is my setup. Please let me know what I can do to bring my game up to the next level. And this pick, I'm at week three of Flower. Taken, uh, we'll just say taken at a certain point, and it says feel free to share the facts. Here's the facts, man. Get the this facts. is straight can of cocoa, straight can of cocoa, and 10 gal smart pots. I love this shiznit. I normally water every other day, close to see. Yeah, that's about my regimen. There you now. go. There. And this is a badass setup. What he's got, man, straight can of cocoa and 10 gallon smart pots with fucking can of cocoa A and B is the shit, man. It's so fucking easy, man. Idiot proof. Yeah, this is. Feeding entire can of line, A, B, Arizo, Canazyme, 
boost, and he says he adds CalMag for his RO water. He says, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Lots and lots of love, time, and the Dude Grow Show. All right. All right. My room, hey, I, I took, all right, I'm going to come up <laughs> We both just said all right, and that's not acceptable. What can you do, man? My room is 10 by 12. I have 18 plants per my doctor's recommendations. He has doctors, like a few of them, I believe. Yeah, sounds like a smart doctor, uh, man. I cycle CO2 with my exhaust fan. Uh, and continuously bring in fresh air. I run a nice three-ton heat pump mini split for climate control. It's at 75 degrees right now. I also heat and oxygenate my 55-gallon res. All this under four 1,000-watt HPS digital ballast, although I just upgraded two of the lights for Sun Systems LEC 630s. Oh, so you took out 2,000 watts. The LEC 630 is a two, yeah, yep. two 315 bulb fixture. It's a double horizontal 315, yeah. Um, he says, I can see a huge difference with the new light. I'm growing a nice comparison with the same strain side by side. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. First, my thoughts are, hell yeah, man. Let us know how that yeah. goes. Why don't you create yourself a post up on dudegrows.com and, yeah, let's share that shit. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a um, pimping setup. I'm thinking homeboy takes his shit serious, man. Says I'm going to send a few more picks. Um, and P.S. I've only been growing 18 months for 18 months. I've pulled down six times, averaging just over two per light. But with that, I'm assuming that's two grams or two ounces per light. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing averaging that two pound per light, man, you're pimping. He said. With that said, I do have HVAC work and set up countless grows over the past 10 years and trimmed my ass off during that time. Yeah, because what's that tell you, man? This is a guy that that thought of environment first he comes from a perspective of environment you know he's not the guy that's going to say i'm gonna put up four lights in my garage man and see what i get he's probably starting with his heat pump you know with it was his three-ton heat pump man you know mini split whatever and uh he built himself the right environment man and of course he's pimping man it's easy to i don't say it's easy but you can definitely you're setting yourself up for success to put to hit that two pound per you know that, that one gram per watt mark uh, when you do things like this, when you consider your environment first. Yeah, and uh, man, that'd be pretty cool to see the results at 6.30 if it if the 6.30 takes out the 1,000. Uh, as far as upgrade, you know, he wanted to think about bringing his grow to the next level. So I did notice he said that he brings in, continuously brings in fresh air. Um, he says he cycles this sentence. I cycle CO2 with my exhaust fan and continuously bring in fresh air. So I'm kind of curious on your CO2 setup. Like if, you, if you're enriching with CO2, you should not need to continuously bring in any fresh air unless it's for temperature control. Yeah. And um, which you don't need that because you've got a big-ass mini split. So. Yeah, and if he's an HVAC guy, he knows that introducing fresh air into the room is going to kill the efficiency of, you know, of, of, his, of his air conditioner. So that one does yeah, be- confuse me a little believe bit. Believe it, people. You, 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 if you have running a sealed room, no air exchange, as long as you got proper CO2 levels, man, those plants are totally fine. You do not need an air exchange. If you're dehumidifying your humidity, your temperature's in check, and your CO2 enriched, no need to have, I mean, that's why I, I don't run any carbon filters. You know, my garden, every once in a while, you know, the end of flowering, you might get a little funk in the house. But since I run a sealed room, um, no air exchange in and out, I just, uh, yeah, I don't even need a carbon filter. So, right. Uh, Puts him in Colorado, man. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> just kidding. Every once in a while, like the wife would be like, "Man, I can just smell that a little." You should get it. I'm like, "All right, I don't have any argument. I should get one for the heck of it." But right. I don't run a carbon filter. Um, so think about your CO2 enrichment. If 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 that might be a way to pimp it, your newts are on. Let's see here. He's using some uh, recharge. Does he say that or no? I didn't see I recharge. Do, I do not see the recharge, question. man. You know. All right. 
Add some recharge <laughs> to your shit, dude. It doesn't look like a, a, you you didn't mention any uh, any beneficials. So hopefully you're running something. If not, get your butt over to uh, realgrowers.com and get some recharge uh, hooked up. Anybody else that needs it, do it too. As I say, pimp y'all garden with some recharge. Yeah, man. I mean, I do uh, see. You know, I see he's got the risotonic in here, the canazyme, uh, the boost. And uh, add some CalMag with the A and B. All that's great. None of those are microbes, though. You know, I mean, the Rizzo is like a, a extract of kelp, which you know has a bunch of rooting hormones, natural rooting hormones in there. Badass stuff. The Canazyme is an enzyme that partially digests and partially breaks down uh, organic material, makes it so that it is really easy for uh, things like bacteria to eat. But Unless you have some bacteria there, man, you're only doing half the process, man. It actually causes a problem. If you're running enzymes with no beneficial bacteria, uh, you're actually setting a bunch of food out there and then, you know, w- without having any beneficials to eat it. So, yeah, definitely. I would definitely think that that's going to help you. Or hit me up, Straight Nugs. I don't know if you're not running. I could send you out enough probably to do one watering. Um uh, uh, for a four lighter, you know, I can, you know, four. four shit, yeah. man. Straight Nugs, Straight Nugs has got to know, man. He got to know that 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 recharges the shit. I don't think I don't think we need to convince him too much, man. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that. You got to get to that point sometimes, huh? <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a quick break because we haven't in a few. And uh, like I said before, man, if you guys do want some recharge, Scotty made friends with Amazon again, I think. So you can find it over at Amazon yeah. as well. And, dude, if you guys, I mean, I hear a lot of people that are like, yo, I ain't got the money or whatever. Dude, we set it up now, man. So you're very welcome to go create a free account on, on uh, dudegrows.com. Start doing some strain reviews and, uh, you know, start contributing some content, man. You know, put up some memes, you know, just some fun stuff, man. And if it's decent and we actually, you know, approve it and it goes on the site, which most things do, this is like a fucking one-line strain review or something, <laughs> you know. But I, I give you 250 points for the effort, man, and that's worth $2.50. Shit, do it every day. You know, what do you need, two weeks, you get a free recharge? You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's a bunch of ways, man. I, I feel you, man. There's a lot of No, you, gotta, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's a lot of people right. I, I feel that, uh, you know, they tell me they can't afford shit and whatever. I got you, man. So I'm, I'm glad to trade value for value, man. A multitude of ways, amigo. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Back. Spark. Oh, I got to smoke. Telling people to smoke some more weed. I need to smoke some more weed. I got freaked out, and man. I smoked fucking a couple of bong hits man, right when we started, man. And God, I couldn't put my thoughts together, man. I had to, had to chill that shit out for a minute, man. We'll be back at you in just a moment. All right. DudeGrows.com. I always got to yell the DudeGrows.com. Check it out. Yeah, man. Dude's very superstitious Got tools of massive on the wall Dude's very superstitious Does it work at all? For more weeks of Anyway, hey, hey. 
next man enzymes we're supposed to have a little enzyme talk um and we'll uh we'll get into it here although although we're gonna have to jump for some reason i'm not uh like it happened last show my link is not not loading uh, no um, no man scott play some elevator music real quick man. Just, <laughs> or jeopardy jeopardy maybe um, would that work yeah i got it man i got, you got it, it man uh, hook a brother up man yeah, maybe I don't. Why don't you go on to the next one, and then yeah, I'll backtrack man. to enzymes. We could be that professional you about it. Send your JR token is chiming in, man. What's up? Oh, by the way, did we Ooh, even nutrients. did we even announce today's executive producer, man? Because I got oh, one. Oh no, who is it? Who is I it? I got one, man. It is the doctor, the good doctor himself, Doctor J, man. Mister J. Doctor J, man. Come on now, I uh, yeah, I couldn't help it, man. He calls me and cracks me the fuck up sometimes, man. So. <laughs> talking to him this morning, and I said, "Hey, Susan." You know, he was like, "What's that, man?" <laughs> he said, "How do I do that?" I said, "You're executive producer." He goes, "How do I do that, man? What do I got to do?" <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to do nothing, brother. You just chill. So shout out so to you. So what's up? Man. Okay, marijuana nutritional needs, man. Okay, and hey, fellas, what's growing on? Hey, I was wondering about macro and micronutrients. At what stages do cannabis plants require what macro and micronutrients? Like, I'm not really clear when they're in the cloner, what macro and micronutrients they're looking for, or when they're inside a solo cup. One kind of, okay, cool. I dig it. I dig it. All right. I'm going to I'm Yeah, I think condense. he's mainly interested. Sure. He sent me an email and said he's mainly interested about the nutrients, uh, you know, when they're clones, then they're younger before, you know, they're really full on rocking. So right. You're not going to yell at me for going off, man, you know? No. Okay. What do you oh, it's going to take a little while, man. So there's remember we had Dynagro Dave on back in the day and he was talk he was uh-huh. talking about how he had sent some uh, plant tissue, cannabis plant tissue to the labs for tissue analysis and what it came back uh-huh. was that we always think there's three macronutrients, N, P and K. And by and and you know whatever there's sec- there's macronutrients which are the ones they need a whole bunch of. There's secondary nutrients I should say which is like the cow mags and things like that. And then there's these trace elements that they just need a teeny tiny bit of man so it's like on a, you know uh, a declining scale of how, of how much a plant needs um, macronutrients npnk um, they need uh, silica which they say that they need so much silica it's like a macronutrient this comes from dynagro dave and some tissue analysis i know there's people that grow without silica but 
I'm just telling you that they take it up like crazy. I'm doing it right now, man. We'll sure. see. I'm doing but it right now on one side of the I room. shouldn't Go say ahead. that they need it. What I'll say is they take it up in a scale of a macronutrient, you know, and uh, calcium as well, which was always considered, uh, silica was always considered ancillary, you know, like, oh, use it or not use it, man. People didn't even know. Um, and uh, calcium was always considered a secondary nutrient. Well, now they're saying that uh you know, in cannabis, ca- calcium should be considered a, a macronutrient, man. Anyway, so they're always adding secondary nutrients and trace elements as they learn about them, man. As much as we think we know a ton about uh, the growing things, we know about growing things, the science behind it, they're always learning, man. And so uh, the secondary nutrients and trace elements, uh, are they're always adding to it, man. But pretty easy, man. In veg, you want to give it, they say high nitrogen, I think what we're finding is a nice balanced fertilizer works. They need all three of those macronutrients uh, in, in veg. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's why like guys like Costa Mesa Steve and Grow More, what they do in veg is just use a 20-20-20, man. It's just a simple balanced all three. Nitrogen for green growth. Uh, phosphorus for, you know, I, I guess really for, uh, it. they say it's for flowering. But um, it supports all sorts of root growth and whatnot. And then... Uh, uh, potassium as well for root growth, you know, strong roots. Yeah, I'll say I'm going to give a shout to Life Nutrient from RX as far as on the early, like if you got seedlings, clones, clone, all that, until they first get like they're starting to they take with uh, the roots, get their next set of leaves. It's a real, real, real light MPK. And I liked how it kept my cuttings completely green and unstressed. Um, they're in there for, like I said, 18 days in the clone dome. I kept them in there too long. They're getting root bound. Um, and then once you get up to, cause he's saying, what do you do when you get up to like the, something like the solo, like a pint, you know, the solo, well, that's still sizes. veg though. You know what I mean? Veg, they want, but you still want, okay. Yeah. But you still, I'm saying you could get away with one little, th- I mean, you could even get away with just, just straight kelp if you want for a little bit, no. you know, even with clones. I don't know, man. He's at, he, I'm talking. His, his question is what are the, what NPK for, for each specific stage? You need high nit- you need decent nitrogen once you you know once they come out of the cloning chamber. Yeah, kelp yeah. don't have no nitrogen in it. Mm, so, yeah, decent you do for you do to get them going. Once you're going into a mix, I guess a rock wool, I will I will agree with you, sir. But keep in mind, watch your plants, man. That's the best thing you can do is watch your plants in the sense you should know when they're hitting in peak veg. You should know, oh man, I'm you open the grow room door and you're like, damn, like I can tell. You know, it's time to feed these heavy for the next, you know, few. And then same with peak bloom. Um, those are the heaviest times, of course. And just, yeah, you can, when you're watering, let's say you take your, your rooted cutting, you put it in your rock wool or your cocoa or your soil. I would start off, I, I used to start off with quarter strengths, the first quarter strength nutrient, nutrient, the first watering. And then I build up, and of course there's variables there with different brands. But in general, that's how I do it. Yeah, but I think... And- I'm just trying to answer his question. His question is about what macronutrients that the plant uses in different stages. So, yeah, no, in, I hear in, I, in vegetative, yeah. whether it's in a solo cup or whether it's in a uh, 10 gallon container, if it's in vegetative, you're doing 18 hours of light or more, uh, meaning that it's not flowering, you're growing green growth, you want to give it balanced N, P, and K. Um, when you switch over to flowering, you know, so when you switch the lights back to 12, 12, you want to start dialing down the nitrogen more. Uh, 
the phosphorus and potassium. Uh, a lot of times there's PK boosters that people will use, so they'll start adding more there. Phosphorus is, is known for uh, stimulating flower blooms, and potassium is for a strong root and growth and development. So, yeah, that's the, the theory on it, and that's why they have flowering nutrients, <laughs> you know? So you get a little more technical. I'm like, hey, man, just do a little quarter strength and go to half strength. Yeah, fuck quarter strength. Full strength. Man. I never do go quarter to full strength. strength when the plants tell you to, and you're all good. No, I hear it. That's good. That's good. I like. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, I was just trying. I was just trying to figure out what the heck he was really asking, man. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk a little about uh, enzymes. So let's see. Where's it at? Yeah. You got it this time, man. You good? Keep I, that, I take believe, that vapor pen away from you, man. I believe uh, there it is. I believe I got All right. it. Shit, that just reminded me. I don't even have it by me. It made me want to go no, get it. No, no, no. Growing marijuana and enzymes, man. Right. If I may, I would like to request that you dedicate a show to enzymes. I would dedicate a show to enzymes if I had the back of uh, dropping science with yeah. Jacob or Cannon Man up on here. But I can talk a little about it. You guys often talk about different enzyme products and often suggest that growers use them, but I don't recall ever having any science dropped. So um, he goes, I've listened to every one of the shows way back to episode one, which the dude did all by his own self. Yes. Hell yeah, man. One solo show. Uh, so enzymes and Scotty, of course, can chime right, in. First thing I'm going to say is Cody Chronic right here. First comment. Hey, check out episode 31. Jake's drop science on enzymes. Oh, sweet. I remember, sweet. Ta- I even I remember talking, or having Jake tell us about enzymes. I remember what he said. Thanks, Mr. Chronic. Yeah. Episode 31. If you want to hear the science for now, I'll just give you the quick what I know. Uh, I always used to think of it real simple. If I have like a little shot glass full of an enzyme product and I drop in a piece of hemp paper or a leaf or whatever, it's gonna the enzymes are gonna go to work on that. They're gonna you know, break it down. They're gonna make things and I like it in mixes. Um, mix not only just soil soilless mixes, but in hydro too. I've seen it work well in deep water culture to break down root rot and to help clean up root rot. Maybe not my first choice for that, but I picture it just breaking down all my little particulates my little piece of worm casting my root my uh you know my dead root material and keeping my root zone good as well as making what it's breaking down more plant available quicker in a nutshell that's what i know about enzymes yeah what do you know in a nutshell sure yeah in in a nutshell uh they start partially digesting the organic material uh so there's all sorts of things that are decaying in the root zone and uh, the bacteria, those that's going to be food for the bacteria and the fungi. So these enzymes go in and partially digest. They 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 start the job and they get put them into this. Like I said, I always think of you ever seen in school they have the uh, bird, the mother bird chews the worm up and then spits it in the the little baby bird's mouth. <laughs> so the enzymes are the mother bird <laughs> yes. uh, chewed up. Spit. Yes, exactly right. right. They make they make the uh, organic material into a really easily digestible form for these little tiny bacteria. And then these bacteria come in and just clean it the fuck up. And so anytime that you're using an enzyme, you want to be pairing it with the beneficial bacteria. And I do remember that Jake said it was kind of dangerous to use an enzyme uh, without having a healthy bacteria, because what you're doing is you're basically leaving a whole bunch of uh, of half chewed worms all around the nest. man. <laughs> you know, half chewed you know, worms. you're, you're basically right. leaving a whole bunch of partially digested organic material waiting for these bacteria yeah. to digest it. And if there's not a, a strong enough colony and they can't do it, well, then, then, you know, pathogenic bacteria will do the job for you. They'll show up and do the job. 
So and you don't and you don't All want right. that, man. Definitely, um, you know, good thing to use in the garden. I used to use Hygrozyme. I've been using for over the past couple of years now the Biocozyme from Grow More because yeah, it's product. definitely a bit more economical to use. And yeah, good product. Uh, and then uh, yeah, so check out episode thirty-one, man, and then you'll get the uh, the science you were asking for. That was just hearsay what we gave. That wasn't uh, anecdotal. 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 <laughs> I think that was anecdotal. Anecdotal. Anec. No. Anecdotal evidence of enzyme use. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the best I can offer you, man. It's what the fuck worked for me, man? The shit that I seen, man. You know. <laughs> I seen right, it with my own eyes, from, bro. A good one from Pete here. Mixing nutrients in the right order. Uh, so Pete. Is here's my question. I, he said he uses the Duo Base. That's a General Hydroponics Flora Duo A and B product. They came out with it just to compete, I believe, with other people. You know, some people don't want the, the three part, so here's a two part to try. It says my feed days are Saturday, and what I usually do is hit hit it with Cali Magic. That's another uh, CalMag product from General Hydroponics. Yep. Um, then Biocozyme. This is the order he puts things in there, I believe. Then Mendo Honey. Um, that's Mendocino Honey from Grow More. Then my Bloom. Then I wait a few minutes, and then I throw in Recharge. I rarely water st- with straight water. Recharge, word. Uh, is that a bad thing? During veg, I foil it, foilage water and only give straight... Wait, what's that? During veg, I foilage water and only give straight H2O and flush. What do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I also want want to add Fish and Kelp and Armor Coat, Sicilica, and Mammoth Pea. Which is the, uh, if you don't know, the phosphorus fixing bacterial product, I'll call that Scotty head up on the show. Uh, any recommendations in the order to put these chems in? Like, do, uh, do, doesn't Duo, the Floro Duo, kill microbes? And silica reacts differently with other, other, other chemicals, right? Do I silica on Friday and do my others on Saturday? And when you mix in the fish and kelp, do you add that all together in the same container with recharge? And can you speak on why my labels for Grow More products say, they can cause cancer. Is this safe for ingesting? All right, man. That is, uh, we got a couple comments on here. Three comments already. I love yep. it. I love uh, it Cody Chronic, but, but he, sa- he says it right, man. The label must be from California, man. Um, California has some crazy labeling requirements. Like I said, I was anytime you go in a convenience store, if they're using uh, bleach to clean up, uh, they have to have a big warning sign that says this, this, we're using chemicals that cause cancer. have been known to cause cancer. And so, uh, you know, I'll let, I'll let Jake explain the specifics of it. We'll try to get him on next week, but I can tell you that he's told me that in California, if you want to follow the rules and make a, an exportable label, uh, you pretty much are stuck. And you're using anything that's not like uh, anything harsher than drinking water. You have to put that on there. And I'll let him explain it a little bit better, but it doesn't really scare me too badly. I mean, I think you can mix ev- all that all that crap together if you want. How I do it is I have a recharge day right now. Right now, I made it in my brain to work well Wednesdays on Wednesday show. We have a segment called Recharge It right. Up. That's when I know it's time to water my garden with recharge, and I do a pretty heavy feeding of it. Uh, nothing wrong with using it all the time, though. I, I I can't tell you. Maybe I mean Scotty can comment on. Okay, if I mix in recharge just with plain dechlorinated water, or I mix it in with all this before mentioned stuff, silica, um, Calimagic, the chemical bases from GH. I mean, my brain's thinking that the the bacterial count, you know, all the microbial activity would be more active in just the plain water and recharge container, but 
what I mean, do you, would you say it's wrong to mix it in with all this other stuff? Uh, you can certainly do it. I mean, I'm starting to think, and you know, I'm not a, a biologist either, you know, or a soil scientist either. But I would think that probably it would be better to, uh, uh, if if you're looking to grow it, uh, to do it separately. You know, I mean, you certainly can throw it in the reservoir. I shouldn't say, man. I throw a recharge in the reservoir, and it totally works, man. You know, I mean, you're, I, I appreciate your logic about, uh, um, you know, not having it in with salts, but man, that shit grows, man. And it just eats the molasses, and it grows. Whether it's with uh, with the salts, and then it eats the salts. You know, so I don't know. I, I really don't think it'd be a problem. What I'd be more worried about is the silica. You know, I'd be mixing the silica in first, letting that shit chill out for a little bit. Um, and then what do we got, man? Then the uh, what I do is I'll mix the silica, then I'll mix my enzyme, uh, then I'll put in my uh, blooms, my salts and whatnot, and then I just put the recharge in at the last, you know, the microbes, the mammoth pea, and the recharge in at the very last. So it's the last thing I add to my reservoir. And, you know, man, I'm sitting here thinking about recharge, and the guy that I, that I develop it with, um, he's these guys are ag guys man you know so the the in ag what you do is called a tank mix the the labor is so expensive and fuel and you know having a guy run up and down 40 acres there's no room for a product that you can't tank mix you know if you can't take recharge and and uh you know or microbes i should say and put it in with uh you know, with your salt-based fertilizer and with the surfactant and with uh, maybe even, uh, you know, probably not a pesticide. I definitely wouldn't use a pesticide. But, you know, a bunch, yeah. of, other, a bunch of other stuff, you know, some micronutrients, some Keplex or something like that. Um, you have to be able to do that, man. You absolutely have to. So, yeah, I, I would say that recharge is going to be unaffected by, uh, by the salt-based nutrients, man. That's my final answer after thinking about it for a little bit, man. Well, and I will say... Because we do differ that it's not it's it's not completely unaffected. It's like maybe affected slightly, but still damn well worth using if that's how you want to use it, man. I don't think you're like wasting money throwing no. it away. I remember I always used to sell dechlorinator filters when I worked retail to the small boy. I'd be like, man, you're buying this bottle of uh, great white whatever for this, so you should probably be dechlorinating your 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 water. Right. But come to find out, if you have decent enough water, I mean, you did tests with recharge on tap yep. water in Fort Collins, yep. and the count was money. Like so. That's my demo, man. Yeah. I always go into, whenever I go to a grocery store and find some ugly plants, I'll just fill up, like, you know, go find a gallon jug, and I make sure I fill it up off the unfiltered water. You know, most grocery stores have a, a, you know, a water filter in there. They got a tall boy hooked up or something like that. Um, I go and just go right off the tap in the bathroom just to prove a point, man, to take one of them shotgun shells of recharge and water some shit and, uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious what works and what, you know that it works, and that's what that's with uh, cl- tons of chlorine in the water. Hell yeah! All right, uh, so I think we handled that. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll just go, you want to go through the mixing real quick, man. As far as I think we did, right? Silica always first, man. That's a big that's yeah, a big silica. deal, man. That shit will bind up the stuff, man. So, and you want to just let that run through, you know, and and uh, don't put too much in either, man. You know, five mils per gallon is plenty, man. It kind of depends on the concentration of it, too. Uh, then you can put in your CalMag, your BioCozyme, those type of things, you know, your enzyme products, those type of things, your bases. And then I usually throw my uh, my microbes in at the end. Right on. Uh, All right. 
I have no argument that I like it. I have been mixing. Sometimes I mix silica in the wrong order, but it doesn't seem to do anything too funky. You got to put it in really light. You can put it in at the end, but you got to just put a little bit in. And I like to, like I've got a circulation pump going. I'll take the circulation pump. I'll take like a, you know, in a 55-gallon drum, I'll take like 50 milliliters of a pretty strong silica, and uh, I'll pre-dilute it with water. You know, I'll put a little bit of water in there, and I'll let the pump um uh, fill up the cup and then like have it just have the cup run over so it's slowly diluting and and recirculating into into the 55 gallon drum but i don't just take it and just dump it i very slowly introduce that shit like i'm making my pizza dough man you know <laughs> all right not a bad idea at all I it like is it. true though man uh, you know like when when you're cooking and stuff when i'm making this this uh pizza dough if i just fucking dump two cups of water in there and turn the mixer on and walk away it turns out like crap Man, uh, if I slowly drizzle it in there, man, you know, it fucking uh, it comes out perfect, you know, so it does make a difference, man. All right, well, let's get into making a difference too with making your own soil. Look at you uh, with the segue, had to man. Chime in, dude. Soup chimed yeah. in. Uh, he said he heard that show where we were basically talking about there's a grower um, out in, you know, very legal area island something tropical area we're covering and they're talking about you know what kind of mix should i use trying to get this type of soil and soup's like dude don't forget to make your own stuff if you can here's an easy organic grow without a grow store so i'll I'll tap on tap on some of this touch on some of this um and that was on episode 168 we had a question from someone in a faraway place trying to get an organic grow going without access to a grow store says i really soup says i really respect those that have the balls to garden in unfriendly places and i'd love to help them out i've been researching organic methods and working with my soil mix for a little over a year now and thought maybe i could share some of what i learned uh says please pass this info along to them here we go he has base soil he used one to two parts cocoa one part worm castings, one part aeration material. He says he uses rice hulls. Yeah, by the way, it's one part worm castings and or compost. Because you know, a lot, a lot of times you can find people, you know, organic gardening and composting is really trendy these days. You could probably find some good compost or make it yourself. He recommends using alfalfa meal, neem seed meal, kelp meal, rock, soft rock phosphate. He'd also add some gypsum, crust oyster shells, and rock dust if possible. Says check out your local farmer garden supply store. I suspect you can find most of this stuff, but feel free to substitute in any what you can't find lo- what you can and what you can find locally that seems similar. Gather all your ingredients, mix with your base, and then allow the soil to cook a few weeks by keeping it slightly moist, mixing it up weekly. And this gives the microbes a chance to start breaking down the ingredients so they're more available to your plants. Yeah. That's a good idea. He's been checking out uh, Down to Earth is a company in the Pacific Northwest. They got a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of dry products, a lot of mixed products. Um, he says most of this stuff you can just order right off Amazon.com. Build a Soil, who we've had Jeremy from Build a Soil on the show before, yep. uh, has a good resource. Has mess. Yeah, they have their own soil recipe mix and all kinds of good stuff. I always say we got to get Jeremy back on. And then he talks a little bit more about his experience with EM-1 stuff. We talked about that, I think, um, on a previous show. Yeah, it's show. like a lactobacillus. Yep. Exactly. So he's not an expert, but he's experimenting with making his own lactobacillus culture um, because EM-1 is crazy expensive. Uh, so, And using it to make my own fermented fertilizers. Interesting. Search for fermented plant extracts and biodynamic accumulators for more info on fermenting your own liquid fertilizers with em1 or lactobacillus sweet uh one more amazing resource i haven't i don't know if i've checked out the unconventional farmer.com nice thank you soup 
What's up with unconventionalfarmer.com? I don't know. Learn to grow food naturally. No fertilizers, no pesticides. Cool, man. I'm going to check that site out. Um, it says they're in a tropical country and have tons of homemade fertilizer recipes that seem really good. I would for sure check out the recipe for grow fertilizer, fish fertilizer, and the banana papaya pumpkin bloom fertilizer. Mm, <laughs> sounds delicious. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, Soup Man. Guys, check that out. Check out those people. It is. Uh, I have never made my own soil in the sense. I mean, I, I mix things up, but I'm not trying to make a super soil. I don't want to have something sit around. I don't want to have to keep it moist. I don't want to have to turn it, mix it. Um, just too much. I, I got too much other stuff to do. So nothing against it by any means. It's a cool way to have a really, you know, quality, good quality soil. Um, if you got the time to do it and make sure you get yourself a little baby pool, maybe a 30, 50, uh, gallon Mermaid trash can, a lid for that, a little mixing materials and you're good to hey, go. Did you read the end of this though, man? It's pretty interesting. Most of the, most Hit of the up. cutting edge organics happening in the States is based on concepts that have been used by people making their own nutrients from scratch for ages. I'm not positive, but I strong, strongly suspect Several of the best grow store bottled organic nutrient lines are fermented plant extracts similar to things you could easily make from, from scratch at home. Pretty interesting, man. I, I, I think you might be right, actually. You know, so, you know, if you can't afford these super high-end nutrients, man, uh, you might want to look into what it takes to ferment your own at home. Yeah, if, definitely not a bad. The, the main difference, I guess, is obviously the way the... Uh, you got to make sure you got the right environment so things don't get funky. Yeah, man. But and if you and usually you want to use what you're making right away without putting in um, like, like I think they use different type of citric acid or something or preservatives. Um, so making it at home is definitely going to give you a fresher, fresher. Yeah, fruit. I was just talking cool. to when me and Maestro were on vacation. He was talking about how he makes his own nutrients. Just you know, I believe something like this, man. Where you know, fermented uh, extracts and. Man, he just said it's it's cool, but he like definitely he's got like his own buddy who's a doctor that helps him do it. A really smart like biologist guy that helps him do it, and uh, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, the guy's always got to be home. You always got to keep it. You know, you're always checking on your batch. You're not only growing your plants, but now you're growing your fertilizer. Uh, I mean, it's cool, but I can't tell you he ain't interested in getting to grow more powders. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And taking a load off, being able to go out. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see here. We're moving on. We're moving right, on man. to water. Come on, water boy. Water boy. <laughs> like my pitcher. Like my pitcher of the water boy. Um. <laughs> sup, people. This is uh. The water boy is a good remind. I'm reminding me. It's time for me to watch that. Medulla oblongata. Sup, people. I'm on my first small grow with a 400 watt HPS. Unfortunately, I had to go out of town for a week. I was in the third week of flowering, so timing couldn't have been worse. I had a water boy stopping by, but that's all he was. <laughs> Phosphorus deficiency hit right as I left, so I returned back to my girls having 80% of her water leaves beyond repair. She's stable as we speak and is growing um, seemingly nice-looking hairs and crystals. I'm feeding BioThrive Bloom and Recharge now. In your opinions, will they still produce survive with a, vi with a viable kind? If so, what leaves, if any, should I remove? I've already removed leaves that were 75% dead. Also, if I trash them, I won't have another window to grow until next year. So that sucks. All right. Thanks for any input. Been listening since the beginning. Word. What week is it? Um, what week's the end? It's week three. What do you think? Yeah, keep going, man. I mean, what you know, the choices are to get nothing, right? That's the other option. And week three really isn't that bad, man. You can make a nice recovery from week three. Yeah, you definitely but, could. And he's got the right idea, man. If it leaves is more, you know, if it leaves more than seventy-five percent screwed up. 
take it off. You should still get a few, you know, some new, a little bit of new leaf growth in week three. And uh, you said you're using the BioThrive Bloom and Recharge. Maybe if you want to get, you know, keep in mind when you want to try and get a quick fix, you want to go to something that's pH adjusted synthetic if you want a quick hit. BioThrive Bloom um, is organic based, you know, it's got a bunch of good stuff in there, but it's usually, you know, it takes a little bit longer to fix a deficiency. Yeah, I used to have on hand some. Uh, if you have a phosphorus deficiency, and I'm not going to try and water in more BioThrive Bloom, I'm going to water in just a, you know, there's a like ne- ne- uh, nectar for the god, not nectar for the gods, it might be nature's nectar, but there's a product out there, it's like a zero eight zero, and it's like, all right, I'm going to hit this up to t- try and take care of my phosphorus phosphorus deficiency. Are we sure it was a or, phosphorus you know, deficiency? Because it, I don't even, I don't have any pictures. Yeah, I mean. But, I mean, it just seems like a you know something with nitrogen would really if you didn't have if you cut out all the nitrogen immediately it might uh it might kill a bunch of the water leaves but a phosphorus I think it would just produce really tiny flowers man yeah and I mean either way next time you go out of town man keep in mind you can always just top dress a little bit man you could always put a little bit of you could even top dress with just dry nutrients gently carefully. I mean, um, an all-purpose guano is a good thing. Like you can take a fucking two-liter water bottle, man, and turn it up, fill it up with water, put com- some holes in it, you know, and so it drains, so it doesn't siphon, or so you know, so it drains rather, and uh, put those upside down and stick them in your soil. I mean, there's so many like little emergency things you can do to keep your plants watered that you shouldn't even have to call a water boy, man. You know what I mean? Because that's probably where it starts. Some guy that don't, you know, ain't familiar with your garden coming on in and watering shit, he could fuck it up. I'd rather see you go get go to Home Depot, get a little 10-gallon watering can, fill it up with 10 gallons of, uh, of you know, water or, you know, whatever, a uh, uh, little bit of light nutrient solution, you know, 800 parts per million nutrient solution, and a pump, you know, a little pond pump, man. You could buy all that shit for 50 bucks and... You wouldn't need no water boy. He's going to want weed anyhow, man. Even after he <laughs> fucked it all up, man. Hey, man, I came and watered your shit, man. Fucking killed my shit, man. <laughs> She's like, no, look how good it looks <laughs> now. You're like, yeah, that's everything I did. Right? Anyway, so I'd be curious about that phosphorus deficiency. I'd be starting by asking, why did a phosphorus defic- deficiency hit? Um, you know what I mean? You, you know, even just if you're in week three of flowering, um, you should be doing plenty of steak and potatoes in there, you know. So I would check your base nutrients and get a really good simple base nutrient. If you want something super simple, there's even stuff like Dynagro. Uh, what is that, Foliage Pro? You can pretty much use that the whole way through, man, you know. So something like that I would put a little bit in a 10-gallon bucket, uh, you know, for 50 bucks and pump it. Uh, if that's It might cost you more like 70 bucks by the time you buy the timer and shit like that. And, uh, you know, worst case scenario, if you're really stuck, just Google it, man. You know, upside down, taking upside down two liter bottles and uh, you can cut them the right way and use to make little self-watering dealios out of those. So that's my advice, man. Fire the water boy, man. And his medulla oblongata. All right, we got some uh, grow room ideas here. Grow room ideas. Yeah, man. All right. La- all right. I like to think about stuff and things, man. Of the show. Hey there, nerds and experts. Uh, did it say who this was from? From Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. All right. And back to there. Grow room. Hey there, nerds and experts. After listening to Scotty talk about the connoisseur ganja market, not going away anytime soon, it inspired me to up my grow game. Plus, seeing everyone's pictures on DGC Google Plus site makes me envious. I grow some good stuff. 
But it isn't the dank. I have to up my All game. All right, man. Currently I'm here for you, Kool-Aid. Let's do it. Four by eight tent that's in my garage, but I think it would benefit by using a bigger room, taller ceiling, which he puts room to stand up in parentheses, multiple lights, and maybe a ceiling and sealing it up for CO2. Here, here. I, pro- I probably have to caulk every seam, eh? Yeah. Eh? Is Kool Aid up in Kent? What, Ken- is it what color caulk do you like, man? I use, yeah, that's, that was just way too overused. Doesn't even get me, you know, anything. Use a, he said, use a split AC system, question mark. What do you do? What do? What did you do that you wish you would have done different? So what materials did you use to do it right? Cost is of little concern for me as a, oh, as long as it pays for itself in a few years. Yeah, you know? right on. ROI, baby. Um, so he's got a couple more questions. Let's answer a couple here. So, man, yeah, basically... If you're gonna, the best way to do it, in my opinion, is run a sealed room. If you're gonna use that four by eight tent and run CO two, um, I mean, if it's a good tent, it could be should be sealed up okay. When you talked about caulking every seam, uh, most good tents, you know, work out all right sure. for sure. Um, I would, you know, obviously going bigger out of the tent, that's all up to you and the space you have allowed to you to use. You could use that four by eight uh, as a but, nice veg or as a nice veg tent, and then do a nice bigger flowering room and keep keep you from having to build a bunch of walls. You get to the, you know, get to start thinking about add up your equipment list. Basically, if you're going to go, go, go check out also, of course, over in the captain's quarters in our grow blogs, he, he has an article titled how to seal up or captain seals the room, something like that. He goes over this completely. Um, you're going to need a dehumidifier, an air conditioner, CO2 system, CO2 monitor. It doesn't have to be a controller, at least a monitor. I recommend the desktop monitor from Hydrofarm. Um, I recommend a controller. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, you can go either way. It's cost of little concern, so sure. Get a CO2 controller, which will digitally allow you to control your parts per million on CO2 um, and see where you want to go from there. As far as lighting, I mean, again, it's like sky's the limit. Pick your pick your group you want to well, be on. with. You we should got, definitely talk to uh, Gromau about those LEDs, man, because he's killing it with LEDs, man. So that's something to think about. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, let's keep treating it like that then. Cost of not a concern? Sure. Go. I would try and go a lot of LED. Uh, or, I mean, man, those LEC, the LEC 630, 315s, those fixtures got my attention too. But, I mean, I'm just about to hang up two more Spectrum Kings in one of my blue yeah. rooms. Yeah, so. I mean, I just love the, the quality that you get from the LEDs, man. That Spectrum is so badass. It's nice to just, yeah, I love walking in there and it's just white. White's nice, white's light. Um, but, regardless, now he gets into how big, how big of a breaker do I need on my panel for a magic board he says 60 amps? I mean, that's kind of what's the minimum yeah. magic board. Yeah, you that's know? about right. I got my magic board going right into a 60 amp breaker. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then uh, from there, it's just how many lights are you going to run? And you talking about frame, frame it like a house construction, OSB walls with mylar sheeting, or is there a better solution? Yeah, man, I would, if you're doing framing, I like to use, you know, I put the insulation between typical two by four framing, but then I also use the, uh, the boom, the foam, the foam board that has the reflective material on it. Any Home Depot has it. That shit works really good. Then you're done. You, it insulates really well. You don't have to hang up mylar or reflective material. It's already on the you know the material you're using. Yeah, flat white. It's not that flat white reflects as good as mylar. Or, uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. So. And when awesome. mylar gets dirty, uh, it doesn't reflect where it's a shit anymore, man. Or when it gets crinkled. So it's just something to think about. Mylar is cool stuff, but. Man, my room's too dirty, man. You know what I mean? I got 
foam falling on the floor and you know whatever soil all on you know whatever staining the staining the floor i tried i tried to paint my <laughs> floors white one time and you know just walking on them and all that stuff they get dirty so just be careful about that mylar it might be a pain to clean you might just want to do uh uh what's it called white uh, flat white paint man and yeah yeah flat white paint goes yeah, a long way it's good shit you for can sure. frame it i was just in a room the other day i'll put a video up i took a quick tour of a friend's room and he had some uh he just went through, he paints it every two years. doesn't fully look like it needs it, but just good maintenance. And dear God, it was just in the, in the white room, man. It was full on floor white, everything, everything's white. <laughs> and I was just like, this is trippy, man. I feel a little, because there's no plants in it at all. He just got done doing the white paint right. again. Like a cool cool video on that room, though. I'd say label it the opposite of Mr. Reel's group. <laughs> nice, man. All right. nice. I've been in my room for six years, though, man. You know, it's like uh, I've been working there for six years, so it's got some wear. Uh, hey, he's saying says, frame it like what? a house construction. Yeah, not, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know if you'd really need it to code. You know, what is it? You need like 12-inch centers on your on your studs there. I mean, you could definitely go 18-inch centers, you know, and use less wood. Um and yeah, OSB, whatever the cheapest plywood sheeting you can get, or OSB strand board sheeting, or something like that. And uh, um, yeah, what's a door cost you sixty bucks to frame in a door? You know, you could, yeah, you could definitely build a room for not that much money. I mean, it's definitely going to cost you a grand by the time you're done to construct something real. But that's not a bad investment. Yeah, and he says. Um... Yeah, the, I mean, the floor was, you know, if you can spill on the floor, it's a basement floor or something. Painting it's the, the easiest option. I you know, painting the floor white's not bad. The pond liner you mentioned, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, I've too. used that, uh, man. You, I've used that for years. Well, it depends on, you know, my grow room's out in my garage. I have a garage floor. I don't need to worry about spilling shit, so I don't, you know. But if you're in an interior room, sure, pond liner. Dude, I've great. gone into my room before, and, like, the, the float valve broke or something like that, or actually, you know, something was, like, hitting it and hanging it up so it could never actually stop pouring water in and you know went in my entire you know eight by eight by you know eight foot by eight foot by one foot tall you know little little you know pond liner material i guess you could say um was just filled and it was just holding everything like a, like a swimming pool and i was like oh my god man it was like 12 hours of water going in there man and there was no water on the floor no damage to the house all i did was i just took a pump and i just pumped it from there into a drain and I was done. An hour later, everything like it never happened, man. That would have been, you know, 800 gallons of water or something like that. You know, the craziest amount of water. It would have been a catastrophe. And uh, so the pond liner is pretty cool, man. Definitely can save the day. And you guys should make, uh, at the end of the post here, Kool-Aid's little bio. This is about Kool-Aid. And anybody uh, that's a member, I believe, right, can make one of these. Is that how it's working or what? I think anybody, anybody can, can make one of these right here, man. This is just a little about you page. You get, you know, just as soon as you sign up for the site, whether it's a free account or whatever, you can make one of these. But um, uh, you can't put any links on this or anything cool. So uh, uh, Kool-Aid can make his own bio page. It would be dudegrows.com slash, uh, slash Kool-Aid. You know, and then whatever he could, if he wanted to put pictures, and then he can edit that as well anytime he wants. So if he wanted to put pictures of his grow on there, uh, put some links to maybe he's got a uh, you know some some things on uh, some of the forums or something like that that he'd like to link to, um, you know whatever he's what he you know you can do that. So it gives you a little bit more control. Cool. 
Uh, <clears throat> it says about Kool-Aid, Pacific Northwest soil grower, all organic and all the all time. Right. Been a medicinal user for several years, recreational user even longer. I've volunteered with HempFest each year since 2002 and have been involved with cannabis ballot initiatives in several elections. My belief is this plant can heal the planet. Hell yeah. I want to do my part in helping that happen so that future generations are better off than mine. Sweet. Like it. That's DGC right there, uh, man. That's what I mean. I'm really proud of of what we've got here, man. You know, the people that are choosing to hang out and spend some energy here and, uh, yeah, volunteer their time, man. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Kool-Aid. Right on, guys. That's about it, man. Hook hook it up. Help out the show. Help this. Help the value for value ratio. Go pick up some uh, recharge over on Amazon. Go p- buy a vape pen, man, for the holidays. Sourcevapes.com. Coupon code DUDE. Or become a member, man. We're going to have more deals coming for sure. That members area is getting good. And, uh, yeah, it's just a good way for everybody to, to hang out and have a good time. Dig it, man. And we got to pay the bill. we got to pay the bills sometimes. Right? <laughs> so. Absolutely, man. All the right. bills come every day, man. I don't like to go to the mailbox. <laughs> the rest of it's over at DudeGrows.com, guys. Check it out. I got to get out of here and uh, check my forecast, decide what I got going on. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll be back with some what's going on. Wednesday, we're hoping to get uh, some uh, interview, a chat with Canna Man, hopefully. If you guys have any Canna nutrient questions, send them in. Right on. We might be able to get that, you know, right from the man. And, uh yeah, I'm just going to abbreviate, take out Canon and call him the man. <laughs> but, and I know I got a couple, so it's all, it'll be good. It'll be good. Other than that, I don't got anything else, Scotty. Good I'm to good go. to go. You know, I'm looking at this dude radio, man. There's been a couple hundred people on there at, at one time, you know, at, at, at certain points of the day, man. So that thing's growing, too. Go check that out. We're paying some attention to it and devoting some energy to it. Uh, let us know what you think, man. Right, right over at dudegross.com. Hell Yeah. That's it for now, guys. We'll be back. Thanks for listening in. Check it out. All right. Thank <laughs> you.